I get shocked that the ANC is polling at 49, 50%. I'm expecting ANC to be polling at 30%. The model of the Scorpion seemed to be working for us. To be honest, uh, the ANC need to go back to Ismahashuli is facing expulsion. The tenure was a disaster. It was a mess. I've seen fly by nights. <sighs> I know what I'm dealing with. Russia must not feel belittled. They can still participate, yeah, in BRICS. The only point is that uh, it will be for the first time that we have the summit taking place probably with one member not being present. You asked Mr. Ramaphosa to sit down first. I understand you. Now I warn you. I need to put on my big girl panties and keep going. You can't have two speakers standing at the same time. Security services of the Republic of South Africa, you may intervene. There's been several attempts on my life. Lower that hand. On it's not the president is accused of that? serious crimes. I know I'm going to become the president of this country. Uh, you, you are going to be the president. Of I am going to be the president of, of South Africa. Of South Africa. There's no confusion. Of South Africa. I will cancel race. Corrupt people do not eat alone. They have a spider web. And now suspend the proceedings. Welcome uh, to the Sunday Times podcast. We've decided to reach out to you to have a discussion. Uh, we haven't spoken to you since you, your election as the engine mm. of the ANC, the Secretary General. Um, maybe just to kick us off, how has it been? I mean, it's almost six months now uh, since your election as the SG of the ANC. Um you come into an organization that was or has been mad rather by a lot of divisions factionalism um we saw it i mean it played itself out the entire uh, last term since uh, the 2017 even before that i mean one could even link them to link the divisions to 2007 conference 2012 and now how is the ANC now uh, that you, you are now in charge? Are you happy with how the organization is going? What have you found that is concerning you regarding this factionalism? Thank you very much, first and foremost, for having us. Um, it's been uh, like uh, a good landing um, for us because we're not struggling to understand what is expected of us because uh, the ANC, like we said, prepared us for this moment. So we fairly know uh, how to run the Secretary General's office. Uh, that is why we are in a position to land safely, if we were to use the pilot's language to define how we actually landed. But we also landed because we found the good people from the staff back up in the office. Uh, we've got good people that are there for the movement, highly trained, highly qualified, quite passionate about their work. Uh, we're simply building a team, uh, you know, uh, because some of the people who were there had to leave with the end of the term of the former SG. So we're still building our team, but uh, the key components of what is expected of the SG's office are actually there. Um, the ANC is not only defined by factions. Any other organization inherently have got what is called subjective weaknesses, which in terms of the ANC, 
those weaknesses chief amongst them is the groupings which have developed to factions cliques the question is how do you dismantle those as you move along in terms of the organization it is a challenge that we are determined to use our experience to deal with it uh, but uh, how you deal with factions in a political formation like the ANC you use politics mm. you don't become technical and so on so it's a process uh, uh, from that point of view we have landed well in terms of getting the support and getting some semblance which is encouraging of a an NEC that is not bogged down on uh, pettiness okay. but focused on uh, the issues that uh, are about our nation and the task at hand of what we need to do so we hitting the ground uh, running and uh, all the structures of the organization NWC officials and NEC are responding very well in the provinces. You have personally raised the issue of capacity, especially when it comes to law enforcement, but most pointedly the security cluster. Do you think you are the government that you have deployed as the ANC is making inroads in addressing the concern that you have raised multiple times around the capacity of, and, and, and the effectiveness of uh, the security cluster in this country. You have personally raised this issue many times. Yes, that, that, that is why, like I said, we, we're responding to that by building the necessary capacity of the state. You know that uh, the capacity of the state in relation to law enforcement and resolving complicated and complex crimes have seriously been undermined precisely because we embraced the model of the FBI and then uh, over time we eroded it and then we're left uh, with uh, nothing uh, a little so to say uh, which has generally been very difficult uh, to resolve most complicated crimes we arrest but our conviction rate is very worrisome uh, especially in terms of economic crimes uh, that deplete uh, the resources of the state. Uh, we're able to recoup uh, through the forfeiture unit, the money, but at the end of the day, uh, that money has to be returned because people win, win in court. Uh, it's worrisome. Uh, and in some cases, it's so blatant in such a way that... Uh, there is a case, even from a layman point of view, you can see that state money has been embezzled. But uh, you know, but if you want to, uh, they come out smoking, you know, out of courts. Criminals who are responsible for economic crimes, who are rich and all of that, get the uh, best legal brains. So the state must build its capacity to respond to that. So you can't cry foul about it. So the model of the Scorpion seemed to be working for us uh, at, that, at that time. And uh, to be honest, uh, the ANC need to go back to that. We trained young people here. We took them from universities. We trained them in Scotland Yard. And then we trained them as well as in uh, FBI. 
And then uh, because those countries deal with massive white collar crime and crimes and uh, the model that they've they've developed to combine prosecution with investigation but with necessary capacity seem to be working because if those guys lay their hands on a crime you know once they take you to court there's no chance you are are not being taken for a right for Hollywood style you know uh, which were very big critics of the Scorpions about the way to arrest but Mm. from a quality point of view Criminals knew that uh, once in the morning you wake up, a building of government is surrounded by the scorpions. You know it's game over. Uh, So I'm just giving that as an example that uh, it's not a lamentation. That's where we need to move to. We need to up our game. We need to up our ante to resolve crimes like, you know, uh, uh, complicated white-collar crimes, to resolve crimes like uh, selling of, uh, you know, uh, metal uh, and so on. Uh, it's not a small feat. It's not just small people who are doing this thing. It's very complicated. And uh, it has got uh, markets as far as Asia out of this country. So, Maybe. like, uh, for instance, illicit mining, what you now call Zamazamas. Yeah. To resolve those crimes, uh, you need the team that understand what it, 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 it is actually doing. So government, from the point of the NC, we will direct them to move to that gear now in terms of uh, resourcing and at the same time upgrading the skills levels of uh, our elite police group that uh, fight uh, uh, organized crime. Why would the ANC government collapse a law enforcement arm that worked that well as you are describing it what was happening why would you build something and then collapse it and then now we are left with what we have now i mean your government and the ANC was embarrassed when there was riots in in kzn and Gauteng where we had absolutely no intelligence and people are still roaming the street most, impo- mo- most importantly it is pushed to the anc as a party as its failure but uh, necessarily is the failure of government which you can't throw a dichotomy easily because we are the ruling party now the point is we have said in our manifesto uh, there have been the good and the bad and one of the bad things that has happened is to weaken the state law enforcement machinery that is a fact mm-hmm. and uh, the rebuilding process of which now we have been re- criticized uh, about it which we are in the process of rebuilding uh, uh, with the state capture commission and even beyond that uh, will get to the standards of what south africans want and expect now the bad and the good and the bad was one of these things of what happened and that's why in our manifesto we have said that at some point we did veer off the mark uh, and and that is a solid account of it because um, really if you look at it the arrangement was uh, watered down from what it was and uh, in a sense it really weakened the capacity of the state to respond
not uh, to petty issues, but to seriously complicated matters that affect the erosion of the South African uh, integrity in its capacity to fight crime in the country. And, and your belief is that under this current government that is led by your deployee, President Cyril Ramaphosa, you will be able to move forward and push towards restoring things like that. Uh, we, 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 we have moved mm. uh, in the restoration and we can mention to you, let's start first with the crime element. Mm. We have upgraded and built a directorate that focuses on big crimes. Mm. All what we need to know, do now is the total review and basically build the investigating capacity so that uh, the prosecutors and everybody else uh, can get you know, necessary support and combine the efforts in terms of the law like it used to happen with the Scorpions. We have moved. Only those who can't see will say there's not been any movement. So the only thing is that, uh, which is the question is, the pace is too slow, all right? And to resolve complicated crimes is like changing or inventing a new ministry in government. It's not this low pro. It's not a, a process that happens overnight. It takes time. So, what happens here is that uh, the directorate uh, has been has been established. Uh, we need to move a, f- a step further in terms of building that capacity. The state capacity in relation to law enforcement. Uh, has got uh, to be built and that is why we've invested also a lot of resources in that particular direction. We have got to deal with the question of how the state intervenes on a whole range of other things that we believe that the state has been weakened in. And here you can talk about the state-owned enterprises. Even in that regard, we had to grapple with SAA, which was really gobbling the fiscus, uh, a lot of resources, billions and billions of rands, mm. completely mismanaged, as it has now been proven. We have done tremendous job. Kiss uh, Vater, when you meet him, kiss him. Uh, nobody talks about it. Kiss uh, Vater has done a marvelous job in turning around SARS. I've got great respect for that man. Uh, he understands his job. Uh, and uh, is one example of a person whom I think when given a task is not politicking around. He didn't waste time on talking politics. He just went down to do the job. The man is doing a fantastic job. State-owned en- enterprises, some have, are, are going to be aligned. Uh, you know, you've got Transnet, which was completely also gobbled up. Uh, you know, the scandals of the locomotives uh, that have happened there. And then uh, you've got the Prasa. I mean, uh, Prasa had a fantastic modernization program, which by now, if that modernization program, government invested billions of friends, billions of friends, to upgrade the stations, to buy new trains. You don't buy new trains from, from China or anywhere. We are building them here. I've demonstrated that big, big uh, work, fantastic job. This country will be blue 
more than 600 locomotives, not locomotives, uh, trains will be built. Locomotives, we invested 4 billion on that. We will not be having a problem of uh, long distance trains by now in terms of Shosholoza. Mm. If ever we're able to do the right thing, which we did not do, and Shifambo became something else. And then our locomotives, some of them are still in Spain. Uh, some of them are here in East London. And then that tells you a story that uh, uh, we, we really faced a, a bigger challenge uh, in terms of SOEs, particularly those that I've mentioned. And then uh, you have uh, SAA, and then uh, you have Dinell, uh which was the biggest uh, invention of uh, South African SOEs in terms of its capacity, and then it just collapsed. But you, you, you have seen now that the noise is coming down because we have brought in people in those, uh, and we are restructuring also the state enterprises to be able to respond to the kind of challenges and the depletion uh, that they've actually suffered over the years. And I can tell you that uh, in the next two, three years, if the ANC were to lose power next year, somebody who's going to come in, it will look like uh, we're sleeping on the job and yet they will benefit from our recovery uh, programs that we're implementing at the present moment. And do you believe that you are doing enough um, to convince your voters or South Africans in general to vote for you next year? And I mean, polling has been up and down. Others say you will still be fine, put you at like 51, 52%. Others put you below uh, 50. Given what you're saying now that, uh, you know, if a new government was to come in uh, after next day's election, they will benefit from your hard work. Do you think you've done enough to convince South Africans that you are really working and they should give you another chance? With all the challenges and the mood in the country we've got now with electricity and the anger, it's only a fool who can then ululate for a 60% uh, polling and worse of all being an incumbent. Only a fool. I get shocked that the ANC is polling at 49, 50%. I'm expecting to ANC to be polling at 30%. The mood is not right. People are not happy uh, about load shedding. It's an inconvenience. I feel it myself. How will anybody expect a, a government to poll very good in this in that context? I'm just giving an example. Sure. People have got challenges you know, because we provide water, we provide free electricity, we provide free water, and uh, people come and establish, you know, squatter camps, government provide free ablution facilities and all of that. They could go on without ablution for some time, but not the basics like water and, and so on. Okay. So the polling is fair. And, and I remember... I've been running ANC elections for over 10 years, been part of teams and outside, I mean, almost 20 years, you know, I've got an experience. We have never gone to an election with higher polling, never. What has worsened our situation is the turnout uh, in the election. Uh, why we, it will be worse is because 
all of these things have affected the households uh, negatively. And uh, that's why opposition and everybody pin their hopes on. And, and, and things, things will, will, will turn out uh, for worse for the ANC next year. But you're confident that even though polling places you um, below 50, you will still do enough. We, 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 we work for our victory. Okay. It has never been delivered on a silver platter. If you go to an election with a view that uh, you are confident it is a given, then you live, you are not a revolutionary party. You are not a party. Revolution is about is about change. You know, is about being rooted amongst the people. Ntate Kotani used to say, Nwanaka, revolution Those people are not uh, voting kettles. Today they can be swayed. In less than 20 or 30 years of freedom, uh, you get into a household where you have delivered a, a, a RDP house, a person inside that house tell you that we don't know what they've done or what they are doing. But there is in that house, RDP by the ANC government, uh, that tells you that it's not a given. Revolution It is the people. So the people, you talk to them. You ask them. You engage them. You live amongst them. The moment you lose those elements, you are gone. So uh, I can be confident when I see our organization with its capacity responding well to these tasks we have set for ourselves, changing lives, but uh, living amongst the people uh, because we cannot be visitors amongst our people. This snap election we had of November that has given people high hopes about next year, have taught us a lesson that uh, we came running to our people and there was no time. And we got, uh, what, 46%? That 46% was, uh, was something else. Uh, but uh, people responded. So let's say you are unable to convince voters to give you the majority. What are the discussions? Who are you looking at in terms of going into bed for a coalition with is a is EFF a a, a a possibility is the DA a possibility what are the debates in the the areas? coalitions in this country require different talk because we've got an, a bad experience with coalitions they are not driven by law and then they are driven on sentiment so uh, that's why our framework on coalitions when we analyze the hung municipalities based on our experience we've got a very bad experience of coalitions they have basically collapsed everything if i i were to say that to you because people must vote for the party and then the party must govern and be held accountable you wouldn't know now what's happening in Joburg, in Egurulen, in port elizabeth even in Twadi, DA for the past seven years says no, it's the ANC. But uh, Sputla lost power there. Uh, and uh, EFF, uh, Julius Malema, helped him, helped them to govern Pretoria. And then still they could not bring any fundamental change there. So we've got a very bad uh, experience of coalitions. And uh, this country, if it were to get into coalitions post-2024, uh, 
uh, it has got to look at a serious question of legislation. Otherwise, South Africa will collapse. South Africa is not a country in 30 years that should be governed through coalitions. It needs an outright majority to reverse uh, what has happened in this country over 300 years of misgovernance, maladministration. And it can't be done in 30 years uh, with the problems we have seen. So if, if, if we can plunge ourselves into coalitions just in 30 years, uh, we are heading for a total disaster. Actually, the failed state narrative, it's, it will then in reality be upon us. Now, um, now you are able to hold one party accountable and blame the party for that and still expand democracy. There are new parties that have come up and then there are independents that are going to come up and so on. Mm -hmm. But South Africa still needs a party that will govern and govern on its own. And uh, so uh, I am saying to you, in the ANC, we have not looked at uh, 2024 from a point of view of who will govern with. Rather, what we know and what we have experienced with coalitions, they've not worked. And we've got uh, a very bad uh, uh, experience uh, with coalitions. If we are honest to our people, let's say the truth. Coalitions have not worked uh, for South Africa at local government level. You can imagine if you can't swallow your pride and say the party with at least the bigger percentage must take the lead. And then we with a smaller percentage, we must. It's a question of take it or leave it. A person with 2% is able to tell you straight in your face, take it or leave it. If you don't want, we're going with uh, the DA. If you don't want uh, ANC, we have always been at the receiving end. Everybody doesn't, uh, is not keen to work with us, uh, so to say. If they do, they place conditions. Uh, the DA is leading coalitions where they've managed to do so. They become mayors, they get executives, uh, which is the biggest opposition in this country. And then uh, we have not. Where we have to strike a deal about us leading, we've got to make serious compromises and cut back. And I can tell you, the only thing that has really persuaded us to get in there, the situation is dire. Mm. Where we have lost power, we see how our people live. Uh, the things we have started, you can say whatever you want to say, but have simply collapsed. Because none of these people, because we have won constituencies, Remember, in the Hang municipalities, constituencies belong to us. Wards, majority of them belong to the ANC. So those people look up to the ANC. They do not understand that you've got, we've won the wards, but in terms of our PR system, uh, uh, you have not won outright majority. Uh, it means that uh, uh, you've got to share power with others. So we don't govern in most of the areas now in South Africa. You can mention them. We don't govern Cape Town. We don't govern Joburg. We don't govern Eguruleni. We don't govern Etequini. We are a leading party, but we don't govern one on, on our own. One of the legislation that you, you mentioned, or that is in the works, in the pipeline, the ANC proposes that you, the party with, that has the majority starts or, or is becomes responsible for the 
leading of a coalition. Let's say you do lead, you do have the majority of the votes in a certain municipality, in a province like Gauteng, for instance, or KZN or whatever. You then, but but you still under to fifty percent. What kind of a partnership would you, you, you are, let's say the legislation passed, passes, you are given that responsibility as the ANC to then lead the process of compiling a government or a coalition. Who, who is the better devil for you? Would you want a grand coalition perhaps with the DA or would you still go and speak to these minority parties to try and uh, get some? It is very difficult. Uh, ideologically, we will want to work with left parties uh, it's very difficult to define that moment having learned from the coalitions in local government is very difficult uh, to even come to that point and say no we want the grand coalition and so on it's very difficult to come to that conclusion uh, that is why we, we 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 are working for outright majority to govern on our own um, uh, we 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 we, we if it doesn't happen, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But uh, we will not be a minority in any government. And uh, we, we, we will work uh, tirelessly, as we do, uh, to ensure that uh, the ANC does not get itself in the national government to be in coalition. Your predecessor is facing expulsion yes. from the ANC. Yes. How would you rate his tenure, even though he didn't finish? I think it was a suspended. It was a disaster. A the tenure was a disaster. It was a mess. We didn't have uh, an SG. So uh, he knows himself. And uh, he contested uh, his step aside, and then uh, he lost. And then the courts found that the ANC National Executive Committee was right. So that clause that he challenged and said that it is kangaroo, was, he was wrong. The courts have not ruled in his favor. Now, the issue of the DC can happen to me, can happen to any member. The question for, before you is how you conduct yourself. I don't wish anyone to be expelled in the organization, but the organization... Uh, only, you know, embrace the, inco I mean, it, it rejected the incorrigible. Mm -hmm. So it's up to him because uh, when he, he left, he was advised to go and speak to President Zuma, Beki and Khalima. What did they tell him about the ANC? What did he learn from that? So if he's a leader and he loves the ANC, he knows what is right to do. So the DC have thrown the book at him and say that uh, justify why you must not be expelled. If I were him, I will react differently. Okay. But I'm not Mahashule. So if you have made up your mind about something like I saw, I'm going to respond. Of course, there was a fake letter that was circulated to be purported to be coming from him. But uh, I look at that letter, it isn't just. In a way, it is basically saying, respond in this way you know so um he said it is fake he will respond at his own time so i don't know what he's going to do and i don't want to speak about that because i don't know what will be 
the end result because the ANC will be accused of prejudice. Mm. My job was to communicate the findings mm. as required by the Constitution. I've done that. And then uh, uh, the NDC have done its job uh, in terms of this matter. Okay. So there are processes. He's not expelled. Yeah. So it depends on him as an individual and a member of the ANC who happened to be elected in higher position in the organization. To serve in this position is not a child's play. Uh, it means you are an important person. So being important means maturely you can be defined in political terms as a cadre, not just an activist. There is a difference between an activist and a cadre and a leader. A cadre, it is somebody who understands everything, who understands the party discipline, who understands the party politics, uh, and uh, who understands everything. That's why a cadre, how they speak, from just uh, a guy in the street who's an ordinary member will be different. A cadre is the kind of person who will say, I don't think... I should do this to hurt my movement. I, I would rather step aside on this thing because it will hurt the movement or this and that. That's how Kader speak. They don't care whether uh, it satisfies their supporters and so on. They just take decisions. I've seen Kader's. I've seen sloganeers. I've seen fly-by-nights. I've seen uh, rebel arousers. I've seen anarchists. Uh, I've seen chance takers. Uh, I've seen in my life cadres of the NC. So uh, from where I'm standing, I know what I'm dealing with. And uh, if somebody wants to be something or want to portray himself to be something, let them act. The stage is here. You know, show the world who you are, that you didn't come into this thing by mistake. Mm. This thing belongs, you love it. You don't just love it. You joined it voluntarily for whatever reasons you were convinced about. So I'm not to venture into that space of the former SG. It's up to him how we act. Let his conscience guide him. Okay, thank you so much for the organizational stuff. Before we go, we understand that ICC has communicated to South Africa. I don't know. Uh, I just want to check if you've been, if you are aware. And if you have a comment on it, that we that South Africa has to comply with its arrest warrant. We understand this communication came in a letter, not probably this week or, or the previous week. Are you aware that they have said to us, we understand this, that you have a conference, a summit coming, it you is, need to comply? It, it is possible, Kotato. Uh, mm. It is possible. And they are aware that there is BRICS mm. and Putin is on the wanted list. Uh, President Putin is on the wanted list of the ICC warrant is out, so uh, we we that 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 is normal. Okay. What what government will do when it is ready in terms of what it is pursuing and seek to do in terms of the law oh. as it guides them, uh, they will then communicate. They must take South Africans and all of us into confidence. Oh. Uh, we don't want illegal things here. To happen again and we get to be embarrassed mm. uh, we tried to do that it's not like we never did it 
President Zuma brought uh, President, uh, who's that? Al-Bashir. Al-Bashir here mm. in South Africa. So his living was not... Uh, uh, was not nice so we we, we we don't want to go that route sure. we are clear as the party that our government must not do things that will 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 be illegal in relation to this matter let's say president putin decides that no um, uh, russia is part of the BRICS. i'm going can we as a country and uh, uh, you know afford that diplomatic down uh, fallout that was is likely to happen with the U.S. because I, I don't think we, we uh, the ANC would say to his employees go and arrest Putin should he come. I think uh, Russia is aware by now that we are signatories of Rome statutes. Fully aware, and then uh, and uh, everyone else around us they know. So the the most important thing is that uh, how do you as a country who's a signatory to that in the highest court in the world issuing a warrant go against that what are the implications for you uh, as a country and so on so uh, you weigh up but there are certain things you can't cross like uh, just act like rogue we, we are not a rogue state mm -hmm. So we, 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 we can't do that. Would you, would you support, as we hear, there's a call for the summit to be moved elsewhere to another country? We, we, we will be briefed uh, if they have come to that consideration, but uh, all doesn't seem to be going in that direction. Okay. Uh, we believe as the ANC, the summit should still be held in South Africa. Okay. And uh, there are many means through which we can uh, get the summit going. Mm. We, we, we existed in a difficult period of COVID-19. Russia must not feel belittled by the fact that uh, their president, if ever it so happened, it cannot come because of South Africa being signatory. Uh, it is what it is. Okay. And uh, they can still participate, yeah, in the in BRICS uh, forum. And uh, that is what is important. So it, it, it shouldn't change anything. Uh, the only point is that uh, it will be for the first time that we have the summit taking place probably with one member not being present mm. for whatever reason and so on. But it should be understood the position we are in. And uh, you, you don't just change things like this easily because uh, arrangements are made, logistics are a nightmare. Mm -hmm. I, can, I, can, I can imagine how will that uh, be pulled off. Uh, but nonetheless... We expect our government to go public on the arrangement of BRICS. And uh, honestly, once they've reached uh, an, an understanding with everybody around this matter, to go public about it. And that is what uh, is important. So why was the president's trip to Russia postponed? We understand he was supposed to leave on Sunday. That, it, does it have anything to do with... It's a deal, any... that, 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 that's not an easy mission. Yeah, yeah just hang 10. It's not an easy mission. Mm. So it's not like uh, you are visiting a country and therefore you are going to sign agreements. Mm. It's a peace mission. It can even be activated tonight mm. or tomorrow or next week. Just understand it as such. Okay. It has got its own dynamics. It has got envoys mm. that when me and you, when we are asleep, they are on air meeting and talking and all of that. It's not an easy one. So okay. I think we should support the mission okay. uh, like China has done 
we should support the mission, urge our head of states uh, to embark on this journey. It's very important for the world, uh, not just the developing world, for the world. It's very important. We are not acting alone in this mission. That's one thing that is important. We are working with others. We are working with Africa. We are working with those who are even opposed to our position in terms of non-partisanship. That's what is fundamental about this. So they must not tire. They must not tire. And talking too much can endanger the mission. So they must just focus on this mission and knowing very well that we are behind them and our president equally knows that we are behind him in terms of executing this mission. Whatever the little it could result into something big, must be supported about this. This war must come to an end. It's very important. Sunday Times Politics Weekly is a production of Arena Holdings. This episode was produced by Bulalani Nonyukela. If you liked our show, please take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite streaming app and share our podcast with your friends. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe for free on Iono FM. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Player FM, or wherever you get your podcasts.